0: Welcome to Black Travelogues, a weekly discussion on all things travel-related, for the culture and by the culture. It's time to share and learn from our experiences while venturing around the world. I am your host, Delilah Shante, and now let's prepare for takeoff. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Black Travelogues. I am glad to have you here. Shout out to everyone that listened to the first episode, and if you didn't, please go check it out. But also, if this is your first time, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy what you will be listening to. And if you're returning, hey y'all, welcome fam. See y'all. So I want to first and foremost say thank you, thank you, thank you, and. I wanted to actually give you all a podcast on Tuesday, but if you all remember from the trailer, I was in the midst of moving, so my internet is actually not set up yet. Luckily, my new place has studio rooms, so I'm very excited about that. So this will be coming out on Thursday instead of Tuesday, but hopefully in the future, I will be able to get you a podcast on Tuesdays. So we will see how that goes you know, I'm still new to this, but we're going to get it all together. Um, So last week, what we talked about was successful road trips, and I did get feedback. Shout out to Uniquely Fit Training, Arnique. Shout out to my soul roar. She also has a podcast called Uniquely Fit Podcast, and she's a trainer, and she's a cycle instructor, and she's amazing. But she actually wrote me to say that Wawa is the meta effing goat and everyone needs to put respect on Wawa's name. I agree. I mentioned Wawa as being one of my favorite stops when I do road trips. And she also agreed with me about Virginia being one of the worst states ever and how she got a million dollar ticket and had to hire a lawyer to represent her in court because she was not driving three hours back to Virginia for that. And I completely understand I probably would have had to hire a lawyer, too. Actually, I probably would have just took that L and drove those three hours. But y'all be careful if y'all ever catch yourselves driving through Virginia. And she also mentioned she had her first long road trip with her boyfriend and how it was the amazing It was an amazing best experience ever. So I'm glad to hear things like that. And if you all have any feedback for the show or if there's something that I talk about and you have input that you want to share, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Black Travel Logs, Facebook at Black Travel Logs, my personal page, Delilah Shante, or you can email us at Logs at gmail.com. So I will be looking forward to anything that you all have to share with me. So moving on. On, we will be hopping into what's going on this week and travel news as well as our topic of the week. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. do you know someone that's scared to fly or maybe someone that has a difficulty of traveling due to a disability or do you know someone that gets anxiety about the thoughts of having to travel along across the world, or just to another state some people really do struggle with traveling so a Japanese airline named all Nippon airways figured that they would solve this issue by having a telepresence robot robot and it's called Me, and the Me robot allows you to travel around the world without actually boarding a plane, so with this robot, it would be a virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence um, that uses humans' interactions to actually work, so what would happen is you would have, like, this avatar and tablet attached to this, like, Robot that's about five feet and it interacts with people, and it's like the robot wills you around your destination. So, say that you're at home, but you want to be in Europe visiting some friends, and you don't want to fly to Europe, the robot will have it so that you're in Europe. I guess you would get goggles or some type of remote control that you can pretend that you're there so it sounds cool but it's just like it's supposed to make you feel like you're in the place But the thing is, you're not. So I'm not really sure how this will take off, but they are planning to launch this in 2020, summer 2020, and they want to debut 1,000 Robots. So I'm interested to see how it goes. And they're saying that it's primarily intended for people with mobility challenges, disabilities, or any circumstance that would make traveling difficult And introverts (laughs) or those who are out of vacation days are welcome to also give it a try. So, if anyone's interested in that, that is with all Nippin Airways. And I'm curious to see how they will bridge technology and the thought of trying to travel when you can't travel or you have the fear of traveling. So, next, I have up for travel news (laughs) is something that is becoming very, very dangerous, I guess, nowadays. So this isn't the first time I've heard of a selfie getting somebody in trouble. However, this young lady, her selfie actually got her banned from Royal Caribbean cruise lines, all of their cruise ships. So what happened was um, this girl on aboard a board of Royal Caribbean cruise line climbed over the railing of her balcony in her room. So if you've ever been on a cruise ship or you've ever seen a cruise ship, you know, some rooms have balconies and they're pretty much like. I mean they're not super high but they're high enough to like protect you but she climbed over the railing of her balcony to pose for a photo so there was another passenger on a different cruise ship um that took a picture of the woman who had climbed over her balcony and she reported the incident so what happened was actually I wonder if it was the same cruise line or a different one I'm not sure if they were on the same cruise line or not it's kind of that however she showed the concierge and the captain wanted to meet with the lady that took a picture of the photo of the girl taking a selfie and so they were able to determine the cabin number and get the girl's information and as soon as they got to their port in Jamaica they removed the woman from the ship from the ship and yeah and they also told her that she was banned from all of their cruises for life because of her actions, and also, um, if you're banned from a cruise line, that means that you're also responsible for your own accommodations and transportation home, like your spent at your expense. So that honestly sucks for her. Like, thankfully, she didn't get hurt, but there ha- there have been incidents where people have fallen over, fallen over cruise ships from their balconies or there was this one guy that jumped from the balcony of his cruise ship into the ocean. I don't know why anyone would ever do that. Luckily, he survived. But there's so many incidents where people actually hurt themselves or harm themselves. And you just want to take precaution and be safe. And there's just like a cruise ship is so high up. I've been on so many, as I mentioned before, and I don't even like standing on my balcony if I have a balcony room I don't even like standing on there too long like by the balcony part I will go sit down in a chair and like okay I'm gonna relax but I can't even imagine trying to climb over the balcony like I would have too much fear for that so y'all be careful out here and don't go being like this girl and getting banned from all cruises with Roy Caribbean or any other cruise line like I love car- um, carnival cruise lines I just can't see myself risking my life for something like that or you know risking my life for a picture period it's no selfie in the world that will cause me to try to climb over a balcony of a cruise ship but I hope it was working for her I'm pretty sure it wasn't but y'all be safe again <laughs> lastly I have in travel news, I'm always going to try to incorporate some type of black excellence or black news as well because it's called Black Travelogues, of course. So this week in travel news um, for Black Travelogues, I want to give a shout out to the HBCU Young Alumni Association. They have the HBCU Young Alumni Bash 2020, um, coming up in June of 2020, they will be celebrating five years of having the HBCU Young Alumni Bash. If you do not know what an HBCU is, it stands for Historically Black College or University. And what they do is they bring together different alumni from all over to network, celebrate, have fun, And I'm also a part of it, so I'm looking forward to it. And if you're interested in going, they do have deposits right now for $75, but those are ending on October 31st, and they will be going up. I'm not completely sure, but it is available on the website. And if you want to check them out, go to HBCU Young Alumni Bash on Instagram and hbcuyabash.com. For more details or you can also hit me up for information because i do know details about the trip so feel free to reach out to me so next we will be moving into our main topic I am so hyped about this topic, guys. Uh, every time I think about Colombia, Colombia with an O, I get excited because I'm always thinking about when am I going back? I... And seriously, looking for a reason to go. Like, I really don't need a reason to go. I just wanna go. So, last summer, I went to Cartagena, Colombia, and it was amazing. I fell in love with the city, the country, the culture. I mean, I haven't been to every city that I want to go to in Colombia yet, but I do wanna go back and go to Medellin and I do wanna go to Bogota. So, I'm definitely planning on doing that by next year. But I'm definitely going back to Cartagena because I loved it so much. And this felt with so much history, culture. Like, I just learned so much in the few days that I was there. So normally, Labor Day weekend, the past few years, I've been using that as a way to go on a trip to a different I haven't been so this year I went to Belize but last year I went to Cartagena and that was by far one of my most favorite trips as far as like what I've learned what I ate what I've experienced although it was extremely hot and humid I don't mind it because it was well worth it so a little bit about Cartagena is is located in Colombia which is in South America Cartagena is the fifth largest city in in Colombia, and it's stated that it was founded in the 1500s by Spain, and it's named after Cartagena Spain, which is how it got its name. However, there were indigenous people that lived there prior to this, and um, I want to say that they were, like, like kind of like the Tainos that you would have seen in, like, other places nearby um, with indigenous people. So, when I went there, I want to say I stayed there for about five or six days. So I recommend, also if you're like going to one city, I think five days is a great amount of time to stay if you're visiting Colombia. If you are going to different cities, I would personally want to do like maybe three or four like per city, like three days or four days, but full days. So like definitely plan that out if you are planning on going to Colombia. So next time I'm definitely going to try to swing by two cities in one trip. So where I stayed at in Colombia when I went, we did an Airbnb. It was four of us. Each of us had our own room, so that was great. We stayed in Boca Grande area, and it's like the city called El Laguito. So there's different parts of Cartagena, and each of them have like their own name. So I stayed in Boca Grande, which is more towards the west side of Colombia, well, Cartagena, like that area, but it's very walkable over there. There was a lot of cool restaurants, great places to eat. The first place we went to was called Guatilla. <laughs> Guatilla, and it was great, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what they put in the sauce, but the food was so bomb. I will post a picture on Black Travelog's page of um, what I ate while I was in Colombia after I post this episode. So a little more background about Cartagena, being that it's on the coast of Colombia, it was also a port where they brought slaves in. So there was a lot of slavery that happened in Colombia, as well as, like you know, how we had slaves in the U.S. and other um, islands and stuff. So there's a lot of history behind that. And that's going to bring me to another point later on while I'm talking about Colombia. While researching things to do in Colombia, I came across the walled city so many times. So I'm like, okay, we're going to make sure we're doing things in the walled city as well as trying to see what else is there to do around here. And I did reach out to a few people that I know that had been to Cartagena before for like, hey, what did you do while you were there? So what? I did was I actually found a walking tour that was free. So if you don't use Trip Advisor, I recommend it when you're planning your trips or if you know people that have been before, say, hey, do you have an itinerary or do you have any things that you did while you were there? Because I would definitely share what I did. I love sharing all the experiences that I had, especially when they were great with other people. So we did a free walking tour and um, our tour guide, she spoke English. And they also have one where it speaks Spanish. And so it was people from, like, all over while we were there. And we learned about different things regarding the culture, the economy, and why it is a walled city. And so the walled city border, the wall actually borders the whole entire, like, this one particular part of Cartagena. And In, inside the wall city, well, inside the wall, you have different restaurants, stores, clothing stores, like little shops, people sell like different people selling things. You have the Pelinkiras. Pelenque, I don't want to mess it up, but I would get to who they are as well. But um, it the ladies, if you've seen pictures of Colombia, or even in Cuba, you have ladies walking around like holding fruit or having like different types of treats that they make. So it can be different types of desserts and pastries and things that they actually make from home and they bring it to the city to sell for, to make a living for their family. And you have people dancing in the street. I saw a lot of horses, people, like there's horse-drawn carriages. I thought that was very romantic to see. And, um, honestly, it was, it was super beautiful guys. It was very beautiful. Even driving through Cartagena, it just reminded me a little bit like the, um, skyline, just the way it looked, it kind of reminded me of Miami. And I was like, wow, it's so beautiful here. And I didn't know what to expect for real. I was just like, okay, let's see what it all has, what it's, what it all has to offer to us so the walking tour is very insightful however it only gave us history within the walled city so we were like okay so we have to venture out and do more things what we did outside of that we did book other tours and i have to give a huge shout out to alice rocha alice rocha is from colombia and he's a native he's a black colombian um, so Afro-Colombian culture there is very strong, and you will see that. And that was one thing I also enjoyed about being there is that I felt like I could blend in. I saw a lot of people with my skin tone, in Cartagena in particular. I did the research on, like, other cities in Colombia where I realized that, you know, that's not always the case everywhere. And I also learned that colorism is a real thing there, as it is in many other places, Across the world. Off and walk to Hesemony, which is another neighborhood, like right next to the walled city. So, Hesemony has a lot of different street artwork, which is beautiful. If you've been on the Black Travel Locks page or my personal page, there's a picture that I have of the three ladies with the Afros, and that's over in that area. But even walking through all of the different streets around there, you will see a lot of street art, you see a lot of people, it's very lively all times of the day and night, so if you are there during the nighttime, you will notice that there are people walking around all the time, and being that it was summer, there was just a lot more going on, so down there, you have people doing Zumba, we actually was just walking, because we had went down there before, and we went down there again, and we wanted to try the street food, so the street food was amazing, and while we were standing there waiting for the food, we saw people just like crowding up, and then I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, there's this like mini stage. Um, it's called Plaza de Trinidad, so on um, that's the area. There's all these different plazas in Colum- like in Cartagena, so you'll like hear that a lot. Plaza de Trinidad is where they actually have Zumba. I can't remember what, what day of the week it was, but I'm sure if you're there, you'll just like stumble across it and you cannot miss it because it's just this big area where everyone crowds around. And it's really cool. And dope. And I was like, dang, I wish I had my stuff because I would definitely go out there and do Zumba with them. So people are very active out there. So that's really cool to know as well. And also out there, you have a lot of different bars Um, a lot of different clubs and there's like no cover. You just walk in. Everything's really chill, cool. And it was very modern, um, very modern compared to a lot of other places I've been. So very update with the times and everything. And people were very friendly. A lot of people speak, don't speak English, but if you do know Spanish, it's a plus. You may run into a few people that do know English, which is also good, but I definitely recommend when you're going to another country, trying to know that language, or if you don't know that language, having some type of Google Translator or an app that can help you. So we definitely use Google Translate, and one thing that's cool about Google Translate, well, a few things that's great about Google Translate, if you're at a restaurant and they don't have any English menus and it's only Spanish, they do have this um, feature on the app where you can scroll over um, a language and it'll translate it to your language for you so if it's Spanish you can take your phone and go over it with your camera and it'll translate it into English which is very helpful when you're trying to figure out okay so what exactly does this mean on the menu pollo pollo means chicken yes yeah, so <laughs> it's really helpful to know things like that and also if you're having a conversation with someone and they only speak Spanish you can Put your phone up to them and have them talk on your phone. And what Google Translate will do is translate what they said over to English so that you can understand what um, they said. And then you can reply back and they'll translate it back to Spanish for them so that they can read it and understand that. So it's extremely helpful. And if you don't have Google Translate, I recommend downloading that and also Before you go to a country, whatever language you need, make sure you download an offline version of that language. So, in case you run into not having service or something, just like so you don't have to use your data for it either. Also, while we were exploring Cartagena, we went to a few different restaurants. So, I mentioned earlier, we went to um, Guatila. Guatila was really good, they had this steak or like some type of, yeah, it was like some type of steak, I don't remember the name of the dish, but I have a picture, and the sauce they cooked it in was so good, and I'm not a rice person, but I do know a lot of people that are rice people, and Colombians are definitely um rice people, but they have coconut rice, oh my gosh, I think this is the first time i ever had coconut rice, and I'm like, I want to learn how to make it, it was so freaking good, y'all, like, the best one I had was at Guatila. So if you go to Colombia, and you in Cartagena, go to the Boca Grande neighborhood area and go to Guatila. They have some bomb coconut rice. And that was probably like the highlight of my dish aside from like the actual meat and sauce and stuff that came with it. And then we also went to another restaurant called Carbon de Pollo. Wait, what is it called? Let me just double check. Carbon de Palo. And for breakfast, we went to another restaurant called Cafe Lunatic, Lunatico and there's this juice that they have it's some type of fruit called a lulu fruit and you can ask one of my friends but the lulu fruit we actually we don't know what it actually well i know what it looks like now but we didn't really see it when we was there but every time we went to a restaurant that was one of the options and what i love about visiting some other countries is Everything is so fresh. So freshly squeezed juice, even when you're getting an alcoholic drink and it has like, you know, you have the juice in it. It's still freshly squeezed and fresh. So Lulu juice is, Lulu is kind of like an orange, but it's not an orange. But it's like in that family, a citrus family. And it's so good. So if you're in Colombia, definitely try the Lulu juice or like something with Lulu in it. And oh, it's so good, y'all. But everything was good. Like, I really have no complaints about anything that I've eaten while I was there. Like, anything that I ate while I was there, I have no complaints on it at all. Except for, like, I think there was just one thing I didn't like, but it had to do with plantain. But that's not a big deal because everything else was great. So another thing that we did while we were there was um, I actually found someone named Alex Rocha. Um, Rocha he is the founder of the founder and director of experience real Cartagena so if you're looking for any activities tours to do I highly recommend checking out experience real Cartagena so their Instagram is experience real Cartagena and then the website is the same thing at well experience real com. so Alice Rocha is a native from Colombia he born bred has um his kids grandkids everything like they're all from colombia and he strives to teach and give you an authentic experience on what the real Cartagena is and one thing i kind of regret that i didn't get to do was doing like the real Cartagena tour where it takes you to like the different neighborhoods so one thing he was telling us was about how like you have your different zones and uh Pretty much the class levels between the different neighborhoods and how people live. So I do want to go back and do that because you get the real afro Colombian experience um, in regards to that. But we did get to go to Palenque. So we did a Palenque tour with him and we did a few tours with him. So he's great. He's wonderful. The prices are very reasonable. And they are extremely family. It's a family business. But they also give back to their community. So I think that's major. So anyone that's like, you can see the past. Like, when he talks, you see and feel the passion and everything that they do. And I love that one of the shirts that they had for sale that um, one of the people that was helping with the tour says get history from a black man like you can't like a black man should teach you black history and there is black history in Colombia and I think that's very important for us to know and and realize that hey like we are here we are present and I think it's good that we learn that information from someone that is from there and also black to teach us that so one of the tours that we did with Alex was we did the visit to Palenque. So Palenque is actually one of the first free slave towns of the Americas. Actually, I think it is the first free slave town of the Americas. But it's a town that was established by runaway slaves with um, African roots. And so when we went there, we got to learn about their culture. And when you get there, it's like such a difference from being in Cartagena. So I want to say it's about maybe an hour or more away from Cartagena, and we took a charter bus. and you know, were so many people on the bus, and it was actually cool because we got to meet people from other areas, and funny enough, the first night that we were there, we were at a restaurant. We heard somebody speaking in English, and we're like, huh, I wonder where they're from, and then I think they heard us, too. And so, we're like, where are y'all from? They was from Houston. So, shout out to them. Um, but it was funny because we actually ended up being on, like, two tours with them just randomly because we were all there for the same <laughs> weekend, for Labor Day weekend. But um, so we did go to Palenque. And when we got there, um, there is so much culture, history, and they try to keep their roots as close to Africa as possible. They have their own language, and it's the Palenque language, and it's a midst of, like, an African dialect with the Spanish um, language, so only they know it, and, um, like, people outside of that community do not know it. They have their own schools. They have music lessons. They have their own dances. And there's actually a band that we got to see perform while we were there, and they actually are—they actually do tour. And if you do get a chance to catch them in the U.S., I would definitely recommend checking them out. It's called Combalisa Me. So I'm gonna spell that so you can find them on Instagram. Um, but it's K-O-M-B-I-L-E-S-A-M-I, and the lead, um. The lead front of the group is Afronita. Afronito and Afronito is Afro and then Nito is N E T O. But definitely check him out too. And it was so dope, y'all. Like and then you have like a little girl singing with them and they sound amazing. And it's just it just gives you such a sense of pride and makes you feel like I got tingles and chills while I was out there just walking around. And if you've seen people that's gone there and you see like the Black Lives Matter sign or I love being black. So in Palenka is actually where that famous um, wall is painted, that building is painted where it says, I love being black with the blue wall. You can't miss it. So that's definitely a landmark. And if you've seen that on Instagram or the Black Lives Matter um, painted wall, that's in Palenque. Definitely go there. Learn about their history, their culture. And we also got to see them dance. They have like a dance school and the kids are like young. I want to say like late, like preteens to teenagers. And they be getting down. I was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna post a video from that on my page as well. But it was amazing and just knowing that they were able to like leave and flee and start their own community says a lot. And it makes me think about like back home, like back in the US, about like Black Wall Street and about different neighborhoods that even in Atlanta. When I looked in Atlanta, there was certain neighborhoods that were for like blacks that We're trying to establish their own communities in their own areas. And it's just, like, I want to see that continue to grow and see us continue to uplift each other and keep establishing, like, learning about our roots and learning about our own culture and how we can uplift and keep that strong. Because sometimes I feel like it's fading off, but I think it's very important for us to get in touch with that and know how, like, you know, just try to understand how can we make it better for all of us and keep our community strong as far as ends for the future we need that um another thing that I thought was really cool about being in Palenque was you know it made me very grateful for what I have and like the way of living and what they feel that they need to do to provide for their family so if you I think I mentioned earlier about like the Palenque Palenqueras, palenqueras, I don't, I'm trying not to mess it up, but you know, Spanish, I'm trying to get my Spanish together, um, but there's a woman that travel from there, I want to say it's like hour and two hour trip that they make to Cartagena, to sell different items for their families and a lot of people take pictures with them when you if you go there and you take a picture with them please give them money for that please tip them because they are trying to provide for their family and although it may be cheap for us to travel there it may not be you know the money that they get is really going, like, they need that, and it's going a long way for them, like, so if you buy something from them, like, that would be awesome, but if you take pictures with them, I definitely recommend, like, you know, just bringing spare money to give to them. Also, um, speaking of money in Colombia, they have Colombian pesos, which, um, transfer exchange really good to the u.s money i felt like it was hard for me to spend twenty dollars in one day even getting a taxi or uber they have uber i don't know if it's legal or not but it worked while we were there but (laughs) like the most i spent on uber was probably three dollars and um when it like came up it said like seven colombian pesos and so that's like not a lot so is very, like, it's very reasonable. Pricing is very reasonable and the transfer rate, exchange rate is great. So I feel like you wouldn't have to really worry about too much on funds. I know people have this rule of thumb like $100 a day, but I'm telling you, it was so hard for me to spend like $50 in a day. The only thing I didn't do, for some strange reason, I was enjoying my experiences so much that I did not get any souvenirs. And I'm like, dang. But I was just so immersed into, like, everything that I was doing that I didn't even care about that. I was just, like, glad to be there. I'm like, man, I don't want to leave. Like, you ever go somewhere and you be ready to go home? I was not ready to go home. I'm like, I just want to stay for, like, two more months. Like, can I extend my trip? How long is this visa so good for? I, mean, I was just like, I want to just stay. It was so great. <laughs> so I'm actually going to play like a small clip from Kambalisa. Kambalisa, me, day um, we're performing. And I just want y'all to hear how they sound and how great they were. And this is outside literally like using, you know, their handmade drums and everything. It's a nice band, so check it out. Hopefully y'all can hear good. a small clip from um Kambalisa me so definitely check them out as I mentioned earlier have their information in there and I'll add it into the description as well as Alice Rocha's information because he's awesome his whole family is awesome like I said before it's a family business so another tour that we did with um Alice Rocha and his team was the mud volcano tour it's called Vacon de va, oh not Vulcan, Vulcan del totumo totumo <laughs> so it's actually I have a picture on the, on my personal page de la Shante, if you follow me and it was really cool so the mud volcano I want to say it's about maybe an hour ride away and when you get there luckily we got there super early it was only a few of us on for our group and so you have to climb up this volcano and when you get to the volcano there's like people up there there's these guys up there and it's just like this grayish mud and get in feel like you're about to just sink in and it was like honestly hard to balance or hard to stand up I just felt like I was like floating to the top and so um they. You can either get a massage or you can just sit there and, then like, you can put it on your face. I had my hair wrapped up with it. But, like, it felt really good. It was a really weird feeling. If you like stuff like that, I recommend doing it. Then afterwards, um, you have to go to this lake and they wash you off. So if you do that, make sure you bring tip money for the people that... um. Take your pictures, the people that give you the massage if you want a massage, and then the ladies that are cleaning you off, because they're doing that for a reason, so they can provide for their families, but it's definitely a cool tour to check out, and I definitely enjoyed it. It was an an experience. Would I do it again? I probably would, depending on how I felt, and <laughs> speaking of tours, while you're in Colombia and you're in Cartagena, you're going to have a lot of people like, trying to sell you different tours and stuff, definitely do your research on what you want to do. There's a lot of different different little islands and stuff that people will try to sell to you so you can, like, go to a beach. And one in particular is called Rosario Islands or Rosario Isles. I didn't go – we didn't go there, but our Airbnb was on a beach. It wasn't, like, the bluest beach or the, like, you know, most prettiest beach. But they have these um, different beaches that – here are tourist traps but they're also really pretty but then there's like over it's overcrowded and stuff but to me like beaches are pretty much beaches like you have like your really pretty ones what I do enjoy but I'm not too big on the beach anyway but if you are big on the beach they have those different options and they have like different activities like you can do a boat party and stuff speaking of party we did the party bus And that was a lot of fun. I actually had such a great time on a party bus. I was in like, you know, on there dancing and stuff, turning up. And then it actually stops in this other area. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. But while we were on a party bus, it had, it like made a stop where we got to get out and walk around. You have your street vendors, have people selling food. I got to eat a rape bus. So arepas is a Venezuelan um type of, like, it's like a type of, like, tortilla bread, or not, I don't want to say bread, but it's like some type of, like, bread. It's kind of like a tortilla, but it's not a tortilla, but it's really good. But it's called arepa, and they use it for, basically, you can have, like, an arepa sandwich, you have arepa, like, they use it for breakfast. There's all t- types of ways they use it. And actually, if you're in D.C., if you're in a DMV area, there's a place called Arepa Zone arepa zone they have one in union market and they have a food truck and it's really good oh my gosh all the food there is amazing oh my gosh i'm sorry because it reminds me of being in colombia when i go there although there's nothing like actually having it in colombia because it's just so authentic and good y'all the food there is amazing i just have to remind y'all again but also we was in this area they had dancers from venezuela and they danced, and I actually danced with them a little bit, you know. And <laughs> definitely, the thing I learned is a lot of people are just trying to get money to provide for their families and where they live and stuff. So, I definitely, tipped people, you know, a few dollars can go a long way there. Like, as I mentioned earlier, like the taxi, like, we didn't spend more than like three dollars, like, three USD, like, when you exchange the money over. So that was amazing for us, you know, but for them, like that goes a long way for them. So definitely tip when you can, because it's just much needed and pretty much well-deserved for everyone that I felt that I gave a tip to. (laughs) And Speaking of tipping, if you've ever seen a vlog of Colombia, Cartagena, you will notice that I think a lot of vlogs that I watched there were these guys that would walk around like maybe like late teens, early, like, you know, young adult guys walking around with like a boom box and boom box and they will start rapping to you. And of course, they're like, they're going to follow you around. So it happened to us and they're going to follow you around until you get them some money. So we was just like, I was like, When I saw it, I'm like, oh, I saw this, but I wasn't expecting it. But they were actually kind of dope or whatever. But here's a clip from when we got stopped by them and they started rapping to us. so actually the guy and that stopped us he had a guitar and there was two other guys that was rapping but it was actually really good and i understood a little bit what they were saying i was like all right okay all right, go it was actually way longer but definitely give them a tip but they're gonna stop you if you don't have money you don't have money it is what it is But if you can, I will just give them a tip because, you know, they actually out here trying to make it. Hopefully they can be the nuts Colombian acts. I think that would be awesome. You know, it's very cool to see people of melanin in another country and being able to have interactions with them and talk to them. And sometimes you may not always completely understand each other 100% unless you're fluent in that language. But there's just some type of Feeling that you get when you're interacting with people. So another thing that happened while we were in Colombia, um, me and my mentee, we were together and we went to the beach um by our Airbnb. And so usually they charge you for the beach chairs. And we got there and the guy was like, Oh, Mikala, color and like he was like, No cost, no cost. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, that moment that being black works in your favor. (laughs) And I got a free massage from another lady because we were the same complexion. And I thought that was really interesting. But it's like they see you and they notice you and they acknowledge you. But to me, it's like it's still important to give to each other. And there's just something there. Like I said, I got tingles and chills just being there. And it made me want to go back. So I'm definitely planning another trip to go back to Colombia because there are some things that I didn't get to see while I was there, like the pink sea. So I think that's it looks very beautiful. And I honestly don't think I even knew about that when I went there. One thing that we did get to do was we went to the Castillo de San Felipe de Barajas, which is a ca- a castle. And the castle actually... um. There's an entrance fee to go through it, but we walked there. Mind you, y'all, it was humid. It was raining a little bit. I was actually glad about the rain, but it was extremely humid. And we walked over there, and then we walked to the top of the castle. Actually, you know what? I don't think we took a taxi over there. Either way, it was. I just know it was hot. No, we walked. It was just. It was so hot. We took a taxi when we left, but we walked to the top of the castle, and it's it's a nice little walk because you're walking uphill and then when you get to the top it's a very beautiful scene like you're looking that um it's overlooking the whole city you can see everything all the different buildings and then you can actually walk through the castle so there's like the inside part but it used to be where they would have like if they needed protection for things. You know how I had mentioned a walled city earlier, but it was used for protection, used for battle. And this same castle is also in other cities. I want to, um, like other countries, I think they have the same castle in Puerto Rico and someone, somewhere else. But it's definitely a castle that I think is built in a few different places, but it's def- it was used, you know, in battle and war as well as just for protection and people would be in the castle. It was really cool, though. It's just like, wow, this is amazing to see this. And, like, knowing that it was there for so many years, the amount of work that goes into things like that. Like, I think about when I go to places and I see the ruins. Like, when I was younger, I was just like, okay, it's just like a whole bunch of, like, you know, bricks or something. But actually, as I get older and I really think about how long some of these buildings, not buildings, but some of these, like, You know, monuments or castles or ruins, how long they've been there and what the people like how resourceful people were before we had technology and all these other things that could just help us build stuff. So like super fast, you know, how resourceful they were before we had all of these things. And this tells you a lot about like the work ethic people had to protect themselves and to keep themselves covered and sheltered and trying to like, you know, maintain what they have. But overall, my experience in Colombia was amazing. I'm planning a trip to go in 2020 if I don't try to swing a weekend trip for my birthday. But if anyone's interested in going, I would love to plan another group trip. It was four of us that went for this trip. I like small trips. It was like, and everyone got along. Everyone liked doing pretty much some of the same things. So I love trips like that. And I want to say shout out to all the people I also went to Cuba with. That would be another trip that I discussed. I'm actually going back to Cuba next Friday, actually. So I'm going back to Cuba next Friday. So I'll have some things to update about my Cuba experience, because I'm sure it will be different from my first one as things have changed there. But if you ever find yourself looking into going to Colombia, I'd say definitely do it. Go to Cartagena. Don't be scared about it. That was another thing that I wanted to touch on. A lot of people were like, oh, do you feel like it's safe? I felt extremely safe there. Like we were walking around at night, walking around during daytime. And honestly, we blended in in Cartagena, particularly. I'm not sure about how the other areas would be from research. I feel like Medellin would be fine. Bogota is still, like, uh, I'm not sure, but there's, like, so many different cities that you can visit while you're there, but I felt safe, and I know, like, Narcos and the cartel, all of that stuff is very real. However, it's not as bad as it used to be, like, you know, years ago, it's not as bad, and I felt very safe, and I would definitely go again, like, I would go by myself, that's how safe I felt there, but I would definitely, like, brush up on my Spanish some more, I've been slacking with practicing, but I'm practicing Spanish, because I want to become fluent one day, because I want to go live in another country for, like, a year, and (laughs) maybe meet You know, I just, you know, meet people out there and establish those relationships and connections in other countries because it can take you a long way. And also just learning another language is awesome as well. And last but not least, I just want to say visit Colombia with an O. And you will not regret it. And if you do, let me know why, because I just don't see any reason why... It would be a bad experience. I think there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. So, oh, yeah, there was this place I went to that really had me, like, I'm kind of sad because it's not there anymore. But there was this place called Raza Mulata. And Raza Mulata stands for mixed Race. And so the outside of the building, there's actually a picture of a woman. It's on my Black Travel Logs page as well. And she has, it's a woman with, like, Afro hair. And the name of the actual venue was called Raza Razamalada. And it was cool because it was just, like, really embracing that black culture, like, the mixed culture. Like, there's so many mixed people in Colombia. And as well as other places. But it's just, like, embracing that because a lot of history have you tell it, like, it wasn't always welcome. And people would judge you. People still judge you to this day. Like, oh, like if your skin tone is this way or if your hair is a certain way. But I love that they embrace, like, even in a lot of the street art, I saw a lot of afros and I saw a lot of people at the diaspora, you know, a lot of melanin. And the culture there is very rich, and they are very prideful and proud of who they are, especially in Palenque, I think is amazing. So definitely make sure that's on your to-do list to go. And definitely hit up Alex Rocha and... Hmm. If you've been to Cartagena and, or Colombia in general, and you have any things that you did while you were there that you would like to share with me, definitely let me know if you like, you know, dance champeta. Champeta is a um, type of dance style out there. And there's a few other um, types of dance styles, but that's one of the popular ones. And they get down. But anyways... Yeah, like I said before, if you have any things that you would like to know about Colombia or if you have anything that you've experienced while you were there that you would like to share, definitely reach out to me and let me know at blacktravelogs at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on the Black Travelogs page on Instagram or Facebook. And I'm going to work on getting this on a platform where you can leave comments as well. But also, if you have Anchor, definitely make sure you reply on anchor on give feedback and yeah so that wraps up this week's topic and I look forward to hearing from you all before I close out the show I would like to do the travel business of the week this week it is i fly youth which is a nonprofit organization it's an international travel program that gives black and brown girls the confidence skills and opportunities to travel the world the upcoming trip that they have will be next year for summer 2020 and they are going to italy this current year they actually went to no other than Cartagena. So they went to Cartagena, Colombia this year. But it's an also awesome pro it's an awesome program that I learned about earlier this year when I went to one of their fundraiser bingo nights which was great. So if you would like to know more about i fly youth, their Instagram is i fly youth. The website is ifly-youth.org. And if you are interested in Learning more about how you can contribute and donate, they do have a website where they are raising money. Um, Giving Tuesday is December 3rd. So Giving Tuesday is a day where you can donate to different causes. So if you would like to donate to iFly Youth to help support these young women going to Italy so that they can learn They also have programs throughout the year, so definitely check out the website. But if you would like to know more, I would put the link in the description for this episode so that you can donate to Youth because it's awesome that we're getting these girls at a young age to explore. So thank you all again and make sure that you subscribe, tell a friend, share the episode with somebody, listen to the episode with a friend, listen to it in the card, commute, Leave a comment, um, so leave a review on Apple and definitely just let me know if there's anything that you would like for me to talk about. As I said before, I am your host Delilah Shante and I look forward to seeing you all back here again next week. Don't forget to subscribe, guys, and don't forget to follow us on Black Travelogs on Instagram, Facebook, and if you need anything from me or have any suggestions, please do not hesitate to email blacktravelogs at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great one.